0: This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is July 15th, 2019. The day was July 15th, 1864. Maggie Lena Walker was born in Richmond, Virginia, to Elizabeth Draper Mitchell and Eccles Cuthbert. Walker would become the first woman in the U.S. to charter and become president of a bank. Maggie was born in the beginning of the Reconstruction era, a year after U.S. President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. During this period, laws known as Black Codes were being passed to restrict Black people's liberties and keep them in poverty. Lynchings and segregation were on the rise but there were strides in Black education and political engagement. Maggie's mother, Elizabeth, was a formerly enslaved assistant cook for Elizabeth Van Loo, a Union spy and abolitionist. Maggie's father, Eccles, was an Irish-American whom Elizabeth had met on the Van Loo estate. Eccles and Elizabeth never married, though. Elizabeth married William Mitchell, who was a butler and writer. In 1876, William's body was found in a river. Though his death was ruled a suicide, Maggie believed he was murdered. Once he died, Maggie began working to help her mom out financially. Her mom had a laundry business, and Maggie did laundry and delivered clothes. She was socially aware as a child, realizing the disparities between Black and white people. When she was 14 years old, she joined the Independent Order of St. Luke's, a Black organization that helped the sick and elderly in Richmond. Maggie went to the Lancaster School and Richmond Colored Normal School, and once she graduated, she began teaching in the public school system. Once she married her husband, Armstead Walker Jr., she was required to stop teaching. Marriage bars, which were the practice of firing married women or not hiring married women, were not unusual in the teaching industry at the time. Anyway, Walker continued to be active in the Independent Order of St. Luke's, or I-O-S-L, The organization provided members with disability benefits and death claims. Walker grew the IOSL's treasury so that premiums cost less and death claims were paid promptly. In 1895, she co-founded the organization's juvenile department, which taught black children financial responsibility and work ethics and gave them leadership opportunities. Four years later, Walker became the right-worthy Grand Secretary of the IOSL, a position she held until she died. The organization was struggling with growing its members and was in debt. Maggie grew its membership from a few thousand people to more than 100,000 in 24 states. She also made it a point to hire black women and donate to black schools for girls, encouraging more professional opportunities for girls and women. And in August of 1901, she called for the creation of a black bank saying, quote, "'Let us put our monies together. "'Let us use our monies. Let us put our money out at usury among ourselves and reap the benefit ourselves. Let us have a bank that will take the nickels and turn them into dollars." There were about 20 Black banks in the U.S. at the time. Some, but not all, white-owned banks took deposits from Black customers. White bankers often refused to give loans to Black people, and when they did, they were often charged high interest rates. Besides that, white bankers and managers feared white people's perception of Black people using their banks. Walker encouraged people to use Black owned banks to keep money in the community. In 1902, she began publishing the St. Luke Herald to encourage Black people in Richmond to start their own institutions. And in November of 1903, after studying other banks in Richmond, she founded the St. Luke Penny Savings Bank to encourage savings and facilitate loans. By 1906, savings deposits had reached about $170,000. By 1920, the bank had financed more than 600 home loans. And by 1924, the bank had more than 50,000 members. Walker later had to merge the bank with others, but it operated as a Black-owned institution until 2005. Walker also opened a department store called St. Luke's Emporium, but she had to close it when white businesses opposed it and Black people did not shop there as much as she had expected. Besides her banking and community-building endeavors, Walker ran for superintendent of public instruction in 1921, though she lost. She also fought for women's suffrage and the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which prohibits the government from denying the right to vote on the basis of sex. From 1905 to 1934, Walker lived in a Victorian townhouse in an elite Black neighborhood in Jim Crow, Richmond. She had diabetes, and in her later years, she used a wheelchair. She died from complications of diabetes in 1934. I'm Eve Stephcote, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. We'd love it if you left us a comment on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at TDIHCPodcast. We'll see you here in the same place tomorrow.